Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. All right. What do you say we do a podcast? Sure. Okay. Welcome. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's going on? I think we just make noises on the <laughs> the microphones for 10 minutes. That's my vote. Nope. Okay. Let's do a podcast. Vetoed. Let's, real one. Let's, do, let's do it. Here we go. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Anthony. This is Dan. Dan, you look confused. The awkward hand motion. <laughs> I am human. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Got to be on YouTube to see that. So sorry, <laughs> listeners. So that's a that's the immediate plug right there. Just go to YouTube. It's weird. You got to see it to believe it. I am that weird. Yeah. yeah if you, even if you see me, you won't believe it. But uh, we appreciate you guys being here with us today. We're gonna break down uh, uh, how to how to know whether or not you want to make an offer on a deal in under ten minutes. That seems like a pretty valuable skill to have. Time is money and in short supply. So we can't afford to be like spending hours and days on an offer. The way I think about this is like, and the way I pitched it to you is, what if a seller walked in the door right now and he's like, okay, I need an offer in 10 minutes. Go. And what would you need to know? Mm-hmm. What information would you need to analyze to be able to confidently within that 10 minutes, no matter what offer you made to be like, that's a good offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go. Yeah. I got a building. What do you want? Oh, geez. Well, first thing I want is the rent roll. You yep. got to have the rent roll. Okay. The rent roll. Yeah. What are you going to do the with the rent roll? roll? What, okay. So I'm going to look at 150 unit. I got 150 units for you. Look at my rent roll. What are you looking for? Okay. Scratch that. If it's a hundred unit, tell me the average rent per. <laughs> that's a big rent roll. Yeah. <laughs> I juked you. Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff we've done over the years has been like, you know, 30, 40, 50 units. Yeah. So we get the rent roll and we just sort it and you know, we get we can pull that out pretty quick. But assuming it's a big one. But inside of 10 minutes, of units, probably yeah. just give me averages probably. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I'd be fine with just knowing, okay, what are the unit mixes? Like one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms. I want to know that. What's the square footage? Give me, just give me a ballpark and give me, give me average rents for those units. Yeah. And the thing we're trying to pull out there is... What's the delta between what the rents are at and what they could be? So we're kind of assuming in this uh, fake scenario that this is a market we're already familiar with, right? So for us, this would be our market. I, my very first question to somebody would be like, where is this thing? Yeah. And I, <laughs> if you're going to try to make an offer in 10 minutes, you're not going to do it in a market you're not familiar with. So we're going to yeah. just assume that you know the market, you kind of know the, what the comp should be. So you can kind of take that, that rent roll data and start to run with it and see if there's some upside there. Yeah, I think my first question, where is this thing? I want to know the neighborhood. Um, that's going to inform me. And then unit mixes. And these are questions that I can just like, you could just fire off, right? Like, okay, what's the unit mixes? 
um, of ones, two, threes, what's the average rent in these areas, what's the square footage. Once we have that information in our minds, because we know our areas, we're going to be able to go, okay, that seems low, that seems average, that seems high. Mm-hmm. And then from there, once we've established, okay, that's low, there's, there's opportunity there, then I would probably go to, okay, now I need to understand the building. Mm-hmm. and specifically how it's being run. So next I'd probably ask is like, what's its vacancy? And what's its current? I probably wouldn't even ask what its operating expenses. I'm just going to, I'm just going to ballpark 50%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we do it. Uh, if we're trying to make quick decisions, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get that rent roll data and we can pretty much fill in the rest. Like obviously ask about occupancy, but I think the next big thing I would want to know is uh, how old's the roof, the boiler, the electrical, um, basically trying to figure out without doing a full inspection, is there any huge CapEx items that we, that might need to be done that we aren't going to get paid to do, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're fine renovating units and putting money into that, but if the roof is incredibly old and the boilers are all original, that's going to change the economics of the deal quite a bit. So we'd want to try to uncover that pretty quickly if we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the reason I would be asking about the vacancy initially is – we have our numbers and, and on the operating expense side, we, we usually just plug in on the back of the napkin 50% for expense ratio and say, okay, whatever the revenue is, cut that in half and say half that's going to operating expenses. The other half is going to go towards our debt service and then whatever's left after that taxes, it's going to be more or less cash flow. 50% is a good ratio though, because or 50% a, wouldn't include the debt. No, no, I'm saying that's just the operating expense. 50 yeah. per, like half of it goes towards the operating expenses. Uh, like deducting the revenue and then what's left after that is then going to be going towards the debt, towards taxes. Taxes, would be taxes I guess, could be an operating expense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's going to tell us, okay, how efficiently can we run this building? Maybe closer to 40%. A really bad operator might be closer to 60%, but that's a good starting point. Just take whatever the revenue number is and divide it by half. Um, and that's going to give you a, bol- a theoretical ballpark purchase price too. You know, yep. throw your market cap rate on that, that NOI number that you just got, all your income, take half of it, put your cap rate on it. That's probably in line with the offer that you theoretically could be making. The next few things I'd want to do is uh, start to look at, okay, if we got it at that price, what would our debt be? And then what would our cash flow be in year one? And can we get to uh, hopefully, uh, you know, 7% cash on cash returns within the first couple of years? Like, I don't know if I can get all that in 10 minutes, but I can at least figure out year one, what's the cash on cash, theoretically, just kind of ballpark. And that should give me a good indication of, you know, whether there's going to actually be sufficient cash flow in addition to the the delta on the rents. Because we've looked at deals where there's good delta on the rent, good upside there, but year one cash flow is like 1%. And it's like, okay, well, that's that's pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. We don't like those deals. So. Yeah. Going back for a second to the vacancy thing, because this is this is important where when we're asking initially how many units is this thing and then like what's its average rent, that doesn't necessarily tell us how many people are in there. So I'm trying to like triangulate what's its current revenue that it's getting as it currently is. And then we also know potentially what it could be if it's fully occupied. But that occupancy number can be helpful because if they come in and they're like, oh, it's only 70 percent occupied. It tells us like there's going to be some work to do in that interval to get it to operational. But I actually don't even know if I would start calculating out to the cash on cash return and taking into consideration the debt. If I had to make just a like a pure back of the napkin offer at that point, I think once I had an understanding of where it's currently at with revenue and where it could be in the future, minus the expenses and like ballparking that pretty conservatively, I think I would then just apply a conservative cap rate. Right. So like in our market, that might be a five cap. 
like most everything we can get right now is a good deal would be five cap. I might just be like, you know what, let's just unwind that down to like a five and a 5.1, 5.2. And then whatever number that comes back in, I'd be like, that's going to be my offer. So I'd lowball the cap rate and just assume that the debt terms are going to be somewhat decent. Well, if you lowball the cap rate, that would make the purchase price higher, which probably wouldn't help things. So you probably want to highball it, be my guess. Yeah, I suppose highball it, lowball it, <laughs> lowball it. In I mean, this, we've looked at deals where I think about it lowballing like it as rate, in like the ultimate value is going to be you want the, yeah, you want yeah. lowball offer. Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, I guess the main thing is I've looked at a ton of deals where they're in a great area. Uh, they've got the delta on the rents, but the cash flow is so measly right out of the gate, even at efficient occupancy that it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like if something is significantly below market rent, um, let's say that there's like, you know, 30% Delta from, and we I looked at one of these, uh, I think within the last year here, where it was like an older guy, um, he was way below the market. And we're looking at, at this thing because, you know, it looks like there's this, all this upside, but you know, fair price for that asset, technically in today's market, which you could get going to market would have left us with really measly cash flow. And so it just didn't yep. work for that reason. So that one's an important one for me personally, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah, but that's kind of like, in my mind, if I have 10 minutes and the guy's like, I need to know, like, what's your offer in 10 minutes? And uh, that's why I'm taking the cap rate. I'm going to highball it so that the value is ultimately lowballed. Um, because in that instance, that guy's building really wasn't worth the, say, the five cap that a comparably run property probably would have been worth. Yeah. So for him, like, the number probably would have worked if we could have gotten it at, like, say, a six cap, right? Yeah, but you wouldn't sell it. Someone's going to buy it at five caps. So it's worth whatever the market pays. That's fair. <laughs> but in this in this hypothetical situation, somebody busts down the door. Um, he well, just, first off, I'm going to tell them that they need to pay for a door because we're yeah, off to a rough start. That's, break my door. That's letting all the wind in. The raccoons are going to enter into our domicile. construction outside. You, you could have just opened it. It was unlocked. Yeah, it's a I mean, place of business. On, These are business hours. Just walk in, man. <laughs> oh. But in that case, I would... I, with the caveat that in this hypothetical situation, we're not just going to lowball and be like, I'll give you $10. Like trying to get like a reasonable offer. Um, that's why I'm just coming when I'm saying like, ah, I would do, you know, figure out what the top line revenue is minus like whatever it's currently operating. 50% expense ratio, take the cap rate and then like plug in like meh, maybe a quarter, maybe 250 basis points higher than what I think the market actually is. And, and then let, roll the dice and be like, well, that seems <laughs> that seems close enough. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I play I play hand grenades and uh, horseshoes with my investing. <laughs> if I got ten <laughs> minutes, I'm I'm ballparking. Yeah, but I guess you know to recap, big things we want to look at: rent roll, occupancy, condition of the building, location, um, and uh, yeah, for me, I, I'm curious what the cash flow is going to look like or cash on cash return is going to look like. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just couldn't calculate the cash on cash yet because I don't really know what the debt was going to be. I got a ballpark idea. 75% of whatever your theoretical offer price is. If you're interest only, just take the interest, um, you know, 4.5% of whatever that number is. Would you, if you were doing it back of the napkin for a newbie investor, would you even factor in the IO or just leave it out? Uh, it depends on if the investor can get it. Um, I know if you're brand new and you're doing your first deal with, brand new bank um, and it's a local regional bank, you might not have even, that might not even be an option. I know for us, it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be the only reason, I can't even think of a reason that wouldn't be there, honestly. I mean, unless it's, uh, 
yeah. I mean, even on like brand new builds, um, you should be able to get it. If they don't like you, maybe. Yeah, that's why you got to be nice people. Yeah. All about relationships. So don't bust nice. down their doors. Yeah, don't break down doors, and you can get IO. It's yeah. it's win win. <laughs> That's the, that's the key to getting more IO. Just always open doors. Ticket. So that's how to make an offer in under 10 minutes. Probably an unrealistic scenario where you're ever going to have that uh, aggressive seller just Kool-Aid manning his way through your wall and being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> give me an offer. But it is helpful to be able to like quickly look at a property and understand like within 10, 15 minutes, is yeah. this something that's worth doing a deeper dive? And I actually got this question from a, a student the other day who's like, how do you guys handle your underwriting at Invictus? Like, do do you guys just do like a deep pass? Do both of you underwrite? Like, what's that look like? And I was like, well, we usually do kind of a back of the napkin initially before even thinking about going deeper. That usually kind of that usually happens independently, actually, because you and I both have like completely different methodologies. But yeah, we I don't all, even know what you do. I kind of described it like I, I truly am like a lawn darts type of guy where I'm yeah. like, I I assume that with big data, everything eventually regresses to the mean. And it's like the law of guessing within five to 10% typically gets you pretty in the ballpark. And what's always been really remarkable to me is that even with that very loose method and your tighter method on the initial underwriting, we usually land within five to 10% of each other. Mm. And then it's like, is this, we'll know at that point if it's worth going deeper, then yeah. Dan will do it deeper. And I think this, this, uh, today's advice and the stuff we're talking about this back then the napkin thing is probably most applicable for, for brokers, not really sellers, it's when you get that call from the broker and they can give you a couple of these key data points real quick, and then you can quickly tell them, yes, let's get a tour scheduled, let's keep talking, or no, this is nowhere near what I'd be interested in. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's more of a broker thing, if anything. So I just dropped my headphones. I'm sorry for that. It's because uh, they're cheap. Walmart. These are cheap. <laughs> Don't even get me started. All right, <laughs> listeners, uh, let me put my, head, my ears back in. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully this gave you a little bit of value. If it didn't, well... Sorry. Sorry. Uh, we'll try again next time. Uh, another swing at the swing at the carrot. Take another bite at the the cherry. Um, these are things people say, no. not just me. So uh, <laughs> if you got any value, make sure to do go drop a review. Uh, make yeah, do that. Go do the, do the review thing. <laughs> sorry, losing it. We got to end this episode. Sorry, sorry, struggling on my words there. So, uh, but yeah, okay. I'm gonna we're gonna let you go now. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>